0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WLG Discussion Lab podcast, a platform initiated by Wailing Gallery, where we share insights and hold conversations surrounding contemporary art. Hi everyone, once again, welcome back to the WLG podcast. Today, I'm here with Ivan Lam, the artist behind the current show at Wailing Gallery, Catharsis. As you may have discovered, we have done a few podcast episodes on Ivan Lamb's practice in which we talked about his drive as an artist, how his work captures issues that surround us, as well as his evolution, starting from his exploration of silkscreen, mixed-media installation, painting, to using resin as material in his work. For those of you who would like to learn more in-depth about his journey, I would recommend you to check out the three episodes on Ivan Lamb's Retrospective under the same channel, Wheeling Gallery Podcast. Today, as I said, we'll focus more on his current series, which once again shows his determination as well as experimental approach in painting it's one of his most personal autobiographical and important series to date and for that reason i think it's best that we hear directly from the artist so without waiting any longer let's invite ivan in hi ivan how are you how are you hello
1: amanda how are you so good so nice and so good to have me on your podcast channel
0: Thank you once again for your time to be with us today. Let's jump straight into the new exhibition, Catharsis, a series that consists of five paintings that focus on your personal experience of struggle. And before we get into the details, how would you sum up the series?
1: Mm, It's about dealing um, and centering myself uh, when I was going through illness or when I'm going through uh, physical pain. So that's that's the main crux of, of this series. Uh, and I never bought it out, out front. You know, when I started working on, on, on this series, you know, I really thought that you know it could be very personal, um, something to do with um the disease or the pain that I was um going through or still going through. So I thought, you know, it's good to use um, a medium that I'm really familiar with and deal with a topic that I'm I'm not not so. So it's like it's like a marriage between the two and I, i'm glad it turned out the way it did.
0: thank you ivan so in terms of the technical approach as well as the visual language adopted in the series i noticed that there is quite a significant progress that you you try to introduce in this new series new format new materials and therefore new characteristics projected could you share what they are
1: yeah it's also not familiar i think i think the format is you know format i think when people mention the word painting right it has to do with paint. but this time i'm just using a format that is upright um on the wall and i'm using oil pastels or all crayon and i haven't used that um ever in my life um to make a work of art so that's also another challenge that i load onto myself i'm um, using something that you're not familiar with and you have to get familiar with uh, it. And there's a story behind uh, why I choose to use um, oil crayon instead of my usual house um, paint or synthetic uh, polymer paint.
0: I see. So what made you choose crayons, just out of curiosity?
1: Um, when I was going to kindergarten school and I was really poor and we didn't have enough money to buy um, crayons or colour pencils to go to school. Um, so I was isolated from the rest of the kids that has this material and because of that, that trauma, right, I have never touched this medium before. So I thought, when you're dealing with pain, it's not so only physical pain, um, and but also our uh, mental illnesses, mental as in trauma that has been bothering me for the last at least forty years. So I thought, you know, why don't we overcome this? Why don't we? Why don't we use something that I'm not familiar with, and see where it takes me?
0: Thanks for sharing, Ivan. So for those of you who have not seen the work. Each of the five panels is actually an illustration of a human body organ with drawings that are very similar to those that we see in biology books. So where did the inspiration come from, Ivan? And how do these drawings relate to you and your pain?
1: Yeah, you know, even since I'm young, I'm always interested in, 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 in science and, and, and medical um, illustration and basically anything to do with the human body. And I thought, right, what more or what more can I ask that I could give myself a chance to learn all this? And the best way to learn about yourself is to go through the anatomy, um, the veins, the nerve system, and taking up a medical book, right? And go through the coloring system, you know, just like a child would, you know, when the color when I was going through coloring, um, the experience that I didn't have. So it's like an adult coloring book, uh, but it's a lot more sophisticated. There's a lot more detail. And I was learning at, at at the same time dealing with the disease. I found out a lot more about the human body. Um, and it is like I said earlier. It's like it's like merging your interests together. You might not be good at it. You might not even be well versed, but you can definitely teach yourself about it. So art and science kind of meet halfway in, in this series.
0: I see. So it really involved you learning and analyzing something very medical, a very scientific subject, but at the same time, introducing a creative point of view to it as an artist. Am I correct? Yes, um, I, would,
1: I would agree with you. And also yeah. the fact that you know you're going through it. So obviously you have a vested interest about what happens in your body.
0: And just for your background, in responding to issues, whether it's personal or common, Ivan has always played around with duality, allowing us to see things from different perspectives, emphasizing on one thing by looking at the contrasting side. And I thought that this is a very interesting particularity in Ivan's work. And now, we see it again through the way he discusses an intimate issue, but by using visual languages that are very general, very scientific also, right, Ivan?
1: Very cold and, and, and very, very cold. dry, you know. Because yeah. everyone, if everything functions, you know, we have no control whatever happens inside. Except for our breathing. Mm. Right? But if, if nothing goes wrong, no one's going to look it up. I mean, no one's going to Google anything. No one's going to do anything about it. Or no one's going to go and see a doctor. Until something happens to you, right, then you are really aware of it. And I, I, I think pain brings this out in all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that art in a large sense has been your main tool to cope with your sufferings and does it have a cathartic effect to you?
1: Mm, yep. Yeah. I, I definitely be- believe so in, in my, my own way. Um, it might not change the fact. Um, it might not eradicate. It might not elevate the, the illness, the physical illness, but it certainly does wonder uh, mentally that you're putting it out there because something is so internal. right Now you you externalize it in the world, and you kind of frozen that thing out.
0: I see. So in that sense, although this is the first series in which you reflect on your internal pain, would you say that art has been a channel for you to talk about difficult subjects when you are making commentaries or conveying messages surrounding sociopolitical issues? Can you also mention some of the issues that you have dealt with before?
1: Yeah, I I definitely think so. Cause I think I'm I have this. I've been holding this this skill, um, this art form, and what, and it could be anything. It just so happens that this time it's painting. So I think art has really crossed boundaries on on form itself. Um, people can use whatever medium that I think communication is very important. I think is my way is using art, um, to to broach a subject, uh, to get the message across. Yeah. I've dealt with the social politics in, in my own country. Uh, I did that in the last series. And also I did a series on a hum- uh, the female menstrual s- system, the hymen. I think that series yeah. was pretty good. But whatever series I go to, I realized the pattern, it has to be something personal. It has to be something that you're going through or you went through Um. And that makes it feel a bit real. Um, hardly or never, right, I, would, I would pick a topic that is arbitrary, um, that has no inkling or didn't even pass through my life. And I think when you're holding on to something, right, when you're really passionate about it, it, it comes across not as work, um, but it comes off as, as, as art. It comes off as inherently um, you, are, you are being part of it and not something that you're just remotely connected to.
0: Thank you for sharing. Going back to the series, if you could choose one part of the process in the making of the series, which one was the most cathartic to you, and why? Was it perhaps the research phase when you looked into the books, the painting part, or was it the final act of applying the lights and switches onto the paintings?
1: I think the, I think from the start to the end, right? when I was working on this series, I was really conscious about um how how it helps to elevate, how does it help um to deal with the illnesses itself. and when you're in the process, right, I realize that you do not pay attention um to the pain that you're going through while making it. Um, it takes you away. That's so what I think is important. I think you mentioned there's a switch on the side of it. It almost feels like the irony of um yes. trying to escape um trying to be some someone else or trying to be somewhere else and, and not being in there. I think that's important to making the work, the whole process from start to finish, right? It takes you to another place. It takes you to a place where maybe the disease don't exist or it doesn't manifest itself as pain. But on the flip side of it, right, now that I've been through the whole process, I also enjoy the part where when the pain actually takes hold of you, I can be in the center of it. That I choose to press that button, I choose to put the pain there. Uh, I choose to experience this. Um, so there's some form of a, a wrestling of control, and not be just a passenger in this. So very important um, to stay in the center of it um, when the pain mm-hmm. takes place.
0: So to give a clearer picture to all of our listeners here, the process also involved what Ivan Lam coined as paint pointing, P A I N T. Just to let all of you know, it consisted of Ivan creating these donut-shaped objects with paint scrapes from the making of his previous series, cast in resin. The results are really beautiful sculptures which he then installed onto his paintings, one for each as lights that are connected to real electrical switches installed on the sides of the paintings. What's also interesting is that these donuts are placed on the very exact areas where Ivan felt the most pain, or was it the source of the pain?
1: Uh, the source of the the source of the pain, and I I, I now that to look back, right? We we always like when we go to the doctor, they will say, "Now where is the pain?" And then you start pointing to places oh, that yeah. you think it's it's there. And then the doctor would somewhat know where it is, right? But when it's mm. internal, it makes it a bit different, it makes it a bit more difficult to really pinpoint. So myself is like I try to put it there so I know in a way that it's, it's this part of your body, it's that part, it's that part of my body. So that's like my my pain um pointing.
0: So was this the final part of your process, Ivan? The closing act.
1: Yep, like Pending. the icing, icing on the cake. <laughs> Yeah, I see. Also, the scariest part of the whole painting, because you spend months making it, right? This mm. this last process could be, you know, a make or break. As we know, all my work, I, I think, to to put it, to take it to the end, right, and say that this could destroy the whole piece itself, and that living precariously, um, on the edge of stuff, I I find that it keeps you alive. It keeps you like, oh, you could just lose it all, you know, in a split second of things.
0: Oh gosh! Just uh, thinking about it is so scary. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, a few
1: months down the down the drain. That's how I always like to describe it.
0: And what effect did the action leave to you? I mean, mentally, was it very relieving?
1: Where the 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 where the donut is, um, that's also where the, the light comes on, right? And I love to play with it every time the work is done, it kind of mentally, right, when the light is on, it kind of like it banished the darkness. So that takes away some of that. And it is, I think it it really takes away because you, you're so attracted to it and it's so nice and it's alluring, like right? you, you kind of forget for that couple of seconds, right, that you are going through this.
0: And one more question, are the switches meant to be turned on and off?
1: People could just go to the side, right, and then they could switch it on, switch it off. So that gives that that control back to the to the to the person rather than passively just taking whatever that's in front of you.
0: How interesting, and not to mention, each switch is also accompanied by an ironic instructional phrase such as, press here to disappear, or press here to time travel, and so on. So speaking of that, do you think that you would be the person that you are today, Ivan, if you really had that power to make the pain go away, to disappear just like that in a switch of light? No.
1: It's a deep question. <laughs> no 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 I, I i think i wouldn't even though if i have that right i think when you ask for something that's impossible when you're given that right something has to give i think so i think dealing with pain right make you whatever that doesn't kill you will make you strong i don't know who said that is it Nietzsche? is it uh one of those guys uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that really rings um really rings true um that it builds character it builds as long as it doesn't kill you, right? I, I, I think that's a good enough lesson in there. It's just like what, wishful thinking that everyone wish for a better state, but you know, you have to make it better. I'll well, tell you, you know, when you don't have a, an end period, when you don't have a deadline where it's going to go away and you never know I think for the longest time I was just praying I was just thinking about you know hopefully when I wake up tomorrow it's not going to be there but it's still there right so after a while you kind of go like okay you got to live with this really. you know you you can't you, you can't throw your whole life away just because you're in pain um, you got to deal with it better mentally you got to deal with it more I don't know knowledge-wise medically I think seeking help, um asking, um doing artworks like this. Um there's a way around it, I, mm. I feel, um at least mentally around it. You know, it might not physically change anything. But it does, I think mentally kind of you know, kind of make it physically better too. So I, I believe that you could you could work through it and you can make things better.
0: Well Ivan, thank you for sharing. But to end our conversation today, would you recommend our listeners here to consider art as a way to overcome difficult feelings and situations in life? Do you think that art can also help all of us to heal?
1: Yes. <laughs> I would <won't> advocate, <laughs> but I think right there's enough um, studies, there's enough research that delve into um, art, art therapy um, and it has proven to be very positive. Uh, in mm-hmm. all sense of the word. I think people shouldn't exhaust all avenues and and and, and pull pie as as hocus pocus. Um but there's signs in involved in it and, and people do feel better. People do get better. Um, and it's not only about ingesting um medicine or taking tablets or even going for surgery. There, there, there's just so many alternate um ways to to deal with things.
0: Once again, Ivan, thank you so much for today. And for those of you who haven't seen the show, Catharsis at Whaling Gallery, please book your appointment now.
1: Yes, go play go the ahead and...
0: okay,
1: Take care, Amanda.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. On our next episodes, we will be sharing more topics related to art and collecting. So be sure to follow us to find out more. See you!